As vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs, we're often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. You can actually move closer to the window here. But- Hi, everyone. We are live and really excited to get started with our next interview. We have our amazing guest, Nancy, and I'm really excited about spending some time with Nancy, not only to just talk about the projects um, that Nancy's been working on, but also talk about the work that she's been doing in really working through channels like food services, really working through what people are eating and the idea that if we can make that change, if we can start to understand what these ecosystems, what these systems are that need to change, this is how we can make not only lasting change kind of in the world, but we can make a change that really helps support many of the causes that we keep near and dear to our hearts. So whether many of us are vegan initially because of health, initially because of the environment, or maybe we were drawn to this through the animal rights movement. The idea is understanding kind of the food system and what it's doing and how it's operating and making that paradigm shift can really be a dramatic kind of way forward. So I'm excited today to kind of dig into some of those concepts, have her educate us, um, as well as I've known Nancy for a while. So it's just exciting to have a chance to chit chat and kind of talk about all the great work that Nancy's doing. So Nancy, welcome to today's program. Hi, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Oh, perfect. So just as we ground things, everyone really loves it when we kind of let everyone know um, how long people have been vegan and maybe give them a little bit of glimpse into your vegan story. Um, so just how many years and then a little bit about your, your vegan journey. Sure. I always love talking about that. I actually went officially 100% vegan uh, about the third week of July in 2014. So that's going on six years now. Okay. My journey to going vegan, I think it started when I was in my teens and mm-hmm. I went vegetarian. I got into meditation and I went vegetarian because I, at that time there was no internet. So we just had a few books and hearsay and magazines. And I remember seeing that it was probably, it was more spiritual. And I thought, well, that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. and I learned something about the health and I remember thinking, oh yeah, all nutrition starts with plants because animals eat plants. And it just made sense to me. And it was about that wasn't very, that was about the depth of it, you know? Okay. So I was vegetarian, meaning I still ate dairy and eggs for about seven, eight years. And then um, I just decided to start eating animals again. And I didn't realize until actually much later when I went vegan, why that happened. And it was really to just get back into being more normal, I guess. No, it was, it's, it can be very. Anxiety pressures. Oh yeah. yeah, When you're, God went out. Mm-hmm. Even though vegetarian wasn't necessarily thought of as something weird, it was still kind of like vegan was maybe even just up to a few years ago where you really didn't have many options. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, but I couldn't get back into eating red meat and I really never thought about it that much other than I just didn't want to eat it, probably more health, you know, than anything else. And I, I just, something about red meat just always seemed weird. <laughs> and uh, then about, it would be six years ago in June, I came across some undercover ag 
animal agriculture videos online, and I was absolutely shocked and horrified. And so I decided to really research this and say, what is going on here? Because this is just horrible. Through that journey of researching and researching, I went to all different kinds of websites. Very quickly, within about a week, I decided that I was going to stop eating animals. Um, and And I also studied about the dairy industry, and then everything started making sense to me. And I had been in the health field for many years, I have a master's of science in health science. I've done, I've done personal training and studied a lot of nutrition. I've taught nutrition in uh, college classes where I learned actually a lot about nutrition when I was teaching it. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that, and I was always into healthy eating, quote unquote, healthy eating. Uh, <laughs> and I always laugh, like when you go into a grocery store and they have a health food section, it doesn't it make you wonder what else is in what the unhealthy section and, and yeah. actually it's true it is because a lot of food's packaged we live in a mass-produced society and and knowing that knowing that the food industry really didn't care about us that much uh and i thought well what would, chance would the animals have of having any semblance of you know treatment so it started making sense and i realized they're they're being mass produced in the billions every year and so that was really got started on my journey. And then honestly, I had an intuition that came back to me that I just felt that it was wrong to eat animals. It was more like an intuition, which is usually a combination of perception and, and facts and things that we kind of mix together in ourselves and then come to a conclusion. We just feel that something's wrong. Yeah. But it was really studying all the issues. I learned about the environment. I had known nothing about how the food systems worked. I learned about how, um, you know, so many crops are grown for animals, something like 60 to maybe 80% of a given crop that's produced is for food animals. And it didn't make any sense to me. And I also started, again, like studying the health. And I've learned, as we all have, that actually a whole food plant-based diet is the healthiest diet. And that, you know, animal products in very specific ways and research has shown time and time again, ways that they actually damage our bodies. So it, it just was like it, the deal was sealed. You know, there was, yeah. there was awful things being done to the animals and the fowl and the fish, um, destroying the environment, you know, wasting all this food and so many people that are starving throughout the world. Um, it just didn't, didn't make any sense anymore to eat. And then I also felt that it, that when I, when I switched to the plant, plant-based diet and tried to, all my purchases, be as compassionate as possible. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when, when I did that, I felt such a sense of relief and joy. It was like, wow, this is such a joyful, fabulous way to live. Yeah, and it's I just a totally different experience. Yeah. yeah, I just love it. Like food is a celebration of life. You know? <laughs> and, and, and there's just something inside me inside my being that just really celebrates the joy of living this way. And I think it's so important to present veganism as a joyful way to live, yes. not just escaping the horrors and not just avoiding heart disease and cancer. Although sure we want to avoid those. Absolutely. I apologize. I don't mean to make a joke out of it, but sure we want to enjoy, avoid those, but but especially when you're approaching something like food and when we're actually asking for people to change what they're eating, we have to identify the reasons for their behavior because we're seeking a behavior change. 
And as part of my um, healthcare professional uh, education experience and speaking with people and working with people, I'm, and I've realized that, that um, the primary motivations people have for food choices are pleasure and social connection. And so I've started addressing that in my work with Botanic Cuisine, where I'm presenting, you know, the magnificent world of plant-based eating and, and, and the many reasons of why it's so important. But people, especially as we approach more mainstream, mainstream uh, majority, mm-hmm. uh, people need to know what's in it for me. Is this going to be beneficial to me? Yeah. So it's kind of connect to the reason why they yeah. do the things they do, the decisions that they make. So I won't be able to reach them otherwise. If um, while animal rights and of course the the term animal liberation is extremely important, of course you know the, uh, I I'm wholeheartedly behind that. But we ha- but in order to liberate the animals, the, one of the most primary things that we can do is actually help people stop eating them. And and people do need to know, and this is what I've seen time and time again, they need to know what's in it for me. Is it going to benefit me? Am I going to enjoy it? Can I see myself doing this for the rest of my life? And, and so that's why it's so important to present going vegan as something uh, joyful and delicious and abundant and healthy. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you're doing that because I think there is a lot of division around what's the best way to promote veganism? What's the best way to get people to transition? What's the best way to introduce? And I definitely think that um, people need to be educated. People have to understand what does happen. We don't need to, there's already industries that are putting the curtain up and hiding the information. So we don't want to be a part of that. We definitely want that information out there and available. But I do think there's something great about also helping people connect with a positive experience around making these transitions about, um, you know, it connects to things that they would naturally do or connects to their natural behaviors. Like you said, for community socializing, culture, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For pleasure and so forth. So if we can help um, bring those things together, we can save animals, we can keep people vegan, we can do so much more by kind of bringing it, bringing it all together. So walk me through what you're doing with your business. Like how did you kind of transition from the idea of you had, you brought all this great experience, education, um, and so forth to the table. You, you know, you're passionate, um, from an animal rights standpoint, but how did you kind of make that transition into the business and maybe give us an idea when you started the business and then how did you kind of turn that into a business? What did you think would be your initial business model? Well, about almost three years ago in October, I was at a family reunion in Chicago and we were downtown. We were together a few days and every night we'd meet for dinner. And then during the day, different groups would get together. So we would go to these restaurants and there'd be 20, 22 of us and we'd be sitting down and the restaurants, that I was at didn't have anything vegan on the menu or plant-based, even as an entree or a, they just had side dishes. Mm-hmm. And so I would get my side dishes and salad. And, and then the few people around me, they would always ask me some questions about why I was vegan or a little bit about it. And so, especially when you're eating and this is like, well, this is my time to say something. So I would try to walk a very fine line between, you know, um, <laughs> no, I mean, I'd be being, being respectful and making it a conversation that they'd actually want to be in and then being very honest also about why, you know, so I would say a few things. And as I looked around, I thought people are curious and they want to know and they and, and most people do want to do the best thing. 
but they just don't know what that is or or how. And I thought I I wouldn't expect most people to come into a restaurant like this and just have a salad and sides, even yeah. if they understand what I'm saying. And yeah. I realized that we that how that how the plant based food industry has been growing exponentially, but restaurants haven't really caught up with it yet. And that I really believe I know that if more plant based vegan options are available, that people will choose those. Uh, and in this proven time and time again, restaurants that incorporate these options do uh, do very well. It only mm-hmm. helps their business. And then some restaurants, every now and then you hear of a restaurant that's actually gone vegan or a vegan place that starts up and and, uh, and they do very, very well. So uh, that was really how the idea was born out of being with my family and 22 people at a restaurant like this and seeing how if the options were there, they would try them. Um, and the, there is a curiosity about people, you know, from people about what, what this whole plant-based vegan thing is about. Yeah. So walk me through the process. Do you work with an individual restaurant, go in and say, let's talk about what you can do. How do you develop menus? How do you develop prep bars? I mean, walk us through kind of the service and how you're helping these restaurants make that, make that transition. Well, I started by by going around to some restaurants and bringing some samples and just okay. walking in and saying, can I speak to the manager or the owner? And they would come up to me and they would have a great conversation. They would try a little bit of the food, but they really didn't want to move forward. They still had they still had the kind of excuses or they, they seemed to be like at a loss of what to do. So I I you know, have, I could always do a menu review and things like that, but I found that it was hard to get into places. So that was when I started to expand what I, the botanic cuisine business model and mm-hmm. branch out into, um, events like making, having dinners at plant-based vegan buffets and okay. making a social event and then having some little bit of education at the end. So in that way, I also got myself into a restaurant, got them to make a whole you know, meal for 16, mm-hmm. 20, 30 people with vegan food and establishing a connection that way as well. And, mm-hmm. and so that became a, a, a big part of what I'm doing. And then I also have started now doing, um, have a booth at community markets. And that's another great way to get the word out there to get my business name out there and to start educating people. And then I uh, completed uh, a few months ago, I completed a vegan consulting a coach pro, um, certification. And that helped me a lot because this is someone that's been doing it for, I don't know, and, or they can have what's called a premier pay spot on the website where they get a really nice big section of the premier page and they get their food photos and a description and a little bit more information about them, uh, about, about the restaurant. So the people get a, a bigger bite <laughs> <laughs> their food and what they do right off the bat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so those are the, the the sign up. And in in addition to the uh, plant based meat month, I decided to how how can I get the average person, the consumer, involved in this instead yeah. of just having a listing. So I came up with having a Friday night pop party every Friday night, a Zoom party, and I'm actually going to put it on Facebook Live as well. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, so in uh, it, they're free. Right now, at least about 34 people or so have signed up for July 3rd. So, every Friday night from 6 to 7 Eastern time, nice. we'll zoom in together and show off our plant based food. 
And I'm saying, you know, plant-based food only. If you're eating meat, just don't tell us. <laughs> or tell us it's plant-based because you can do that now. <laughs> like, this, look at this great burger. Yeah, it's a Beyond Burger. <laughs> well, hopefully we can convince them. <laughs> yeah, so we don't want to see. It. And that's really the point of it, you know. Yeah. And there'll be a little bit of education there too. But again, that idea of food, you know, focusing our focus of, of food as, as pleasurable, enjoyable, fun, and social. It's a social experience. Because once you can identify, once people um, identify eating this way with pleasure and with fun, they're going to want to do it. Um, you can't really scare people away from, from you know, their, either your eating habits. It just doesn't work. Yeah. And I think sometimes even when the reason people sometimes struggle with making the transition is they have all these memories that are built around food. Yeah. You know, memories built around things like Thanksgiving, memories built around things like cookouts and summertime. Um, and we almost have to redesign and recreate some new memories that right. include plant-based foods right. so that people can kind of hold on to them as well. They don't feel like they're not just maybe giving up the dairy, giving up the this or that. Yeah. What they're doing is continuing these traditions, just right. containing them in a slightly different way. So I really love what you're doing with the meetups on Fridays. I'll have to try to join one. I don't know if come this Friday, but maybe yeah. another one I'd love to come to. I'll allow you to, you know, if people I know are welcome to do a pitch for their business too. It's every Friday from six to seven and there's a, a Facebook page also. And, and on the, on the plantpowermeatmuth.com, there's really clear links to that. And also to help support it, I, I uh, created a, what I'm calling a foodie power with perks, just asking people to contribute a dollar. And there will be a raffle every week for different prizes, the participating restaurants and chefs. It's also open to chefs that uh, send out their food. Um, and, and that way I'm ho- hoping to help uh, get the event supported because it's, I'm offering uh, free premier spots to anyone that's all vegan to a restaurant that's all vegan or a chef that's nice. vegan, a free pre- premier spot. Mm-hmm. And I brought down the premier spot for all other places to $50 right now. It was up, it was, it was higher. And I'm also thinking of maybe giving them a free two week offer. And then if they want to stay to, to, you know, uh, contribute to, to the program, because it does cost money to be doing all the advertising and I'm pr- printing up, flyers and it's expensive but it's a cause that i really believe in so if this is what i have to do to get it going if it's going to cost me that's fine yeah and sometimes that's what it takes to get the projects get these things going but what i really like about this is not only have you built a business you know around this kind of connection around this idea of helping businesses make the transition bridging gaps and and so forth um but i think it also highlights which I love to do on these programs is the fact that there's so many different ways that we can all support the movement. There's so many different types of businesses that we can have and our businesses can be kind of wrapped around the things that we're passionate about, wrapped around our skills, wrapped around the things that we kind of bring to the table. You know, we all don't have to fit into one type of entrepreneurial box. Absolutely. And I really, I really love when, um, you know, we're able to share those stories and give people insight into other types of businesses and also how, um, you know, individuals like yourself, Nancy, are kind of changing the world out there. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone is kind of struggling right now, they're 
having a little bit of hard time because of all the change, you know, especially someone like yourself, like you were doing events and pop-ups. And now that the world has changed and also the news is ticking up on, you know, the second wave, the this and that, do you have any recommendations for either restaurants or anyone who's in the food industry that trying to kind of find their footing again. They're trying to figure out where what they should do or how they should move forward, um, especially as they're trying to maybe incorporate vegan options or potentially move that direction. Do you have any recommendations for them if they're maybe watching this, this um, yeah, segment? Well, the easiest thing to do right now is to just offer um, plant-based meats and, and dairy, you know, offer some plant-based meats. The cheeses tend to still be more expensive but they certainly, they're all in food service. And I would recommend run that because the, especially the plant-based meats, you can get them frozen. So it will have a longer shelf life. And uh, that would be the easiest thing. And pick a few things on your menu, you know, two or three entrees that you typically have and offer vegan versions of those. That would be the easiest thing to do. And it turns out that plant-based meats actually cost less in uh, to, to serve on the menu than, um, the animal-based meats, about half. When all is said and done, it's about half the expense. And it also saves money as well because um, because it costs less. And you just get a lot more bang for your buck when you do that. And then there's some very, very easy vegan uh, recipes and just adding a couple of things to your menu. That's all. You don't have to re- revamp your entire menu, but I would recommend picking a couple of entrees that you typically have and then just saying we can make you a vegan version of this and make really clear because right now everybody is ordering things online yes. and I found that it's hard to find, to see something. Sometimes you don't know, is this vegan or not? Is this a hundred percent plant-based or not? Because they might say, well, we have a veggie burger, but does, is there, you know, are there egg and cheese in it? Are there things in it that I, and, and it, you don't really know. So make it really, really clear on the menu when something is vegan and it's not. And that's something I can also help with um for restaurants that participate in plant-powered meat month i do also offer consultations to the restaurants and and i can i think you know go over individual menus and give individual individual suggestions and i'm more than happy to do that and for the premier restaurants you know i'm offering like uh, 30 minutes for free to do that oh perfect that's really good because i think a lot of times people are trying to figure out what's the best or most efficient way to get things done especially right now people may be a little bit more shorthanded Mm -hmm. um you know also just the stress of it all try to you know make the best use of our time a lot more people in our homes, you know, people are maybe homeschool. Well, not homeschooling now in the summer, but um, and there's a lot going on in the home. So anything. Yeah, there's also a lot of information out now coming about how, you know, the awful things that are happening in the meat companies. Meat is becoming very expensive because production has slowed down. It's been um, very abusive on the workers, as we know. Yes. And, and the, you know, the, so many animals have had to be killed because they couldn't get them processed and many what's happened is many of the animals especially the pigs got too big to send through slaughter in general yeah. or them at six months so it's really heartbreaking in every turn you know for the animals for people and and many many articles mainstream and i and i have some of those in my materials that i that i put for this uh promotion uh, about how um animal agriculture is actually a breeding ground for disease and yeah. In order to uh, mitigate any future pandemics, we have to move towards plant-based systems. It's just, 
either that or, you know, bringing in more pandemics. And that's just the, and there's a lot of information coming through mainstream right now about that and explaining why. So it's not just a, a vegan thing, you know? Yeah, so, I agree. Yes. Yeah. And I think people kind of people understand that too. Yeah. I think people are understanding that. And I think it even goes back to where we started in the beginning is doing the research, starting to understand really what is happening and how a lot of these pandemics are born, how they're maintained. And just like you said, what's happening to many of the workers in these meatpacking um, companies, how they're suffering um, and how they're really being taken advantage of um, because of um, 